tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I might be gone right now. Uh. <laughs> I love this song. Just really, little breaks. I know. I just really <laughs> dig this stuff from Mr. Brandon Calhoun. Hey, everybody out there, and welcome to another Battle Creek After Show. Tonight, we're talking Season 1, Episode 10, Stockholm. And before we dive into the episode, want to make sure you guys out there all subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. You can also catch all of our After Shows on the AfterBuzz app, yeah. on iTunes, and on SoundCloud. I'm Lauren Salon. I'll be your host for the evening. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren Salon, and I'm joined, as usual, by my awesome co-host, Gary Thomas. How's it going, Gary? Good. Do I sound good tonight? You sound great tonight. You know, I have a little, you know, bad sinuses, so I decided <laughs> to clear my sinuses up because I said I, I started stuffy on all the other episodes. So I am great tonight because I can breathe. <laughs> good. Sounding great, clear, healthy. Where can everyone find you on Twitter and everywhere else? Everywhere, Instagram and Twitter. I am Gary Thomas. And of course, I have a website, IamGaryThomas.com. Perfect. All I am Gary Thomas. Right there. <laughs> easy. Nice and easy. All right. So let's dive in. Stockholm. So the episode opens up with a prison escape, which we learn it. Mr. Ford has escaped. He is called an idiot by the prison warden. Um, he was a bank robber and murderer, had been in prison for 20 years, was set to be released five, five days. days later. Five days later and decides to escape. So everyone's like, you know, they're like, well, why, why would you say he's an idiot? He escaped prison. Hello. And he's like, he's going to be released this week. So... Mm-hmm. There, you know, and then Milt and Russ are going into all these different theories of why he would escape the week he's scheduled to be released, because that doesn't make sense, you know. And they end up, um, you know, Mr. Ford, so they're going through and searching, like, the premises and stuff and around neighboring areas just to try and find where he went, because he's on foot, you know, he can't get too far there right. in cars. And Mr. Ford ends up taking Russ hostage and leaving Milt behind. And in the car, in the SUV with Russ, we very quickly learn that Mr. Ford is not, in fact, an idiot. No. Actually, that whole time, like, when they got out of the car and they were looking at the broken wood, I'm like, I was getting nervous because I know he's going to get it. You know, oh, yeah, I already some, knew from last week he was going right. to get abducted, you know, but I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, you're about to get taken. Don't go to the car. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. you know, you always scary movies. Don't do it. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm... Definitely. I'm that person all the time. Like, no, what are you doing? Obviously, he's going to be in there. So, exactly. Yeah, totally. We knew that broken fence and all that stuff. Something was going to go down. And of course, obviously, the the promo for, for this week's episode definitely told, told us, us already. what was going to happen. Um, so, Mr. Ford takes Russ hostage and they leave Milt behind. And he's, Ford is talking about the, you know, that the tracking systems in these cars. And he's like, well, no, they need a warrant, all this stuff. So, we quickly learn that he is much smarter than, than he thought. appears or than we thought. And then they go to a house to switch cars. 
And again, we learn this guy is pretty sharp because he's talking about security systems, all that sort of thing. He's uh, like, a light on 11 p.m. is okay, but a light on at 3 a.m., they just want somebody to think that they're there. Right. So right. He, was, he was good. He was on top of everything. Yeah, exactly. And we cut to the department and everyone's getting pretty, you know, they quickly figure out, like, obviously that Russ has been taken and everyone's kind of teaming up, banding together to figure out how to find him and milt kind of lets it slide that like you know we have to do the best thing like for us like says we are the ones that really care about him which goes along with what i was saying last week in my prediction you know saying i said this whole episode was going to be about like milt doing anything possible to find Mm -hmm. russ because he cares about him yeah it was going to be our like milt and russ love story not like in that sense but like they're their friendship and they were going to connect and stuff and yeah he says us i mean you, you guys, guys. <laughs> yeah you know nice cover up milt nice right, like, try we know, we know you want to be part of the battle creek family i mean he doesn't just want to i mean he's he's part of it at he has this some point. A, he has some type of attachment to russ yeah he's trying to crack rush it, russ's hard exterior and get you know figure out who russ really is and kind of make that connection with him could it be that you know, that he, because Russ is the only person that doesn't like him, he's not used to that, and he's like, you know, I need very to... Very well could be. I need to break this wall down. Everyone likes me. Right, yeah, <laughs> very well could be. I mean, and he doesn't really have, I, Russ doesn't really have a good reason to dislike Milt. No, which we know. down he probably doesn't. He just... Yeah, he's just... Jealous, or... A grump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a grump. So, um, oh, things closed. Yeah, so, we... The the team is all rallying up to get Russ back, and Russ and Ford go to a gas station, and they're talking with the family. You know, Ford's got a gun in his in his belt. You know, everything. Russ is handcuffed to the steering wheel, and he's trying to motion to this poor kid in the back seat that, like, "Hey, help me!" You know, what's going on? And that this kid was dumb a, kid. A- uh, idiot. Like, yeah, if I see somebody handcuffed to a steering wheel, I don't need to hear what you say. I'm automatically going to start questioning, like, okay, sir, what is going on? Like, that kid was like... Yeah, uh, right? What? what? You'd think something fishy was going on. This kid's not, like, two years old. He exactly. Was, like, 11, at he was least. a fat idiot. <laughs> That's what that kid was. Sorry, kid. I thought... <laughs> I actually thought at that point that the kid was going to say something. Like, Hey, Dad, there's a guy in the back with handcuffs or something like that, you know, that would have escalated the situation. Right. But it was still one of those comedic moments that was fun to have. Um, So in that moment, we figure out, like, a scene later that Ford drops Russ's GPS phone into their car so that the whole team ends up tracking that family's Mm -hmm. car and throwing down the nail strips and stuff and... Um, so, you know, he led them on a, a little wild. Everything concern. was, tr- like, very strategic. Like, he oh, was very yeah. smart in the things that he did, you know? Right. Yeah, very smart. And, and which was fun to watch because you're expecting to see kind of this dumb guy or who knows what the deal was from right. the beginning. Um, so, Ian Funk end up going to visit the third guy, so who was not Ford's brother. So, the team who robbed the bank back in the day, which, actually, let's let's back up real quick. So Ford is in prison for murder and bank robbery for 20 years. That seems didn't well, that, that seems a little ridiculous that he 
Unless the yeah, murder... because the murder wasn't really his fault. Okay, the he murder didn't mur- was directly for his murder. Brother. Yeah, so me, you and I thought that he directly murdered somebody. So yes. we we're like twenty years. That's all you got yeah, like, for robbery and that's murder. That's a little easy. Letting this guy off the hook twenty years later, like yeah, it seems a little. Because technically, lenient. technically, he didn't kill anybody. Yeah, but when if somebody dies in the course of a felony or something, it's, right? You know, you get charged with murder. I'm pretty sure is how I'm that guessing works. that's what happened here. Yeah, <laughs> so I think I think that's where the murder came in. Instead of, uh, I mean, I think they would have told us if someone right. else had died in the process, like at the bank or something. Right. So that must have been it, which was why his sentencing was. 20 years. Less than what you would expect. I'm like, he should be in there for life. Yeah, we were both like, wait, 20 years? He's getting out. He murdered somebody. So, anyway, getting getting back to that, wanted to make sure we talked about that really quickly. Um, so, E and Funk go to visit the third guy who's involved. So, not the brother, obviously, who died, but the other friend. And they are wondering if maybe, you know, one of the theories was that, like, okay, so did the other, did his partner end up getting out before him or something or did the partner go get all the money and now he's trying to escape to go beat the partner to the money like Mm -hmm. all these things surrounding the money from the robbery and the partners and stuff and there we don't really learn a ton of drama or anything between them it doesn't seem like there was because there isn't any drama between them you know, he the partner ends up giving them names of people and they end up going to his great aunt well no they end up going first to To the ex-wife and and niece niece and talking with them and they learn that there was a fight going on at their last visit we don't really tell them what it was about and then we learn that he the ex-wife had agreed to visit and kind of check in on ford's great aunt which was like totally not true but a good diversion a very good story to divert them on yes so they end up going to visit the great aunt who's like you know, while we're watching, I definitely thought they were going into the right house. Right, because it looks same, yes. You know, Russ was being, you know, stored or captured or whatever. And it ends up not being the right house. And we, so, and in and meanwhile, while Russ is being, is, you know, tied up and stuff, he's trying to get the dog to, like, bring him a saw and all these, <laughs> all these different things. And the dog looks like cookie that's what the you little, thought last I week was going to be cookie. I'm like, that's it looked, cookie. It looked very similar, but definitely a different dog. And Russ came up with a pretty smart tactic with saying that he is diabetic. Which was good because, was, you, like, the whole story with him and Gusewitz and they're, you know, talking in back in the day that they ever got kidnapped. Like, that was all... It was really yeah. well written. Like, that was I think that was good. Right There's, this episode was definitely very strategic and smart, I think, in from Ford's perspective and kind of his thought process with things. I liked seeing that. And then also with Russ's thought process on how to kind of trick Ford and and how to, right. you know, Help the try and get and himself like out of that situation. I thought that was really smart, you know, saying something like, well, before you ditched my phone, did you notice the insulin tracking <laughs> app? First of all, he had a flip phone. There was no app on that phone. <laughs> that, that is true, actually. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. He does have a flip phone. Yeah. So. You don't have any apps on sorry, that phone, Russ. Russ. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the calendar, you mean? Right. I don't know what, what that is. The but, alarm you said to take it. <laughs> right. So Ford ends up hiring a guy to go pick up this pre- insulin prescription for him. And... um. You know, obviously the Battle Creek police take down this guy and they 
it's obviously not forward, all that. So it was another trick. And the insulin gets back to Russ and there's this whole kind of back and forth between them because he's like, so if you're lying to me and you're not this diabetic, gonna mess you then up. you're going to get, this could really be bad for you. But if you are, then we're cool. And so he gives him the shot. And I didn't know, I don't know if when that really happens, if, you know, if somebody without diabetes get shot with insulin like what how that exactly affects you i know it's not good for you but i don't know if you would die or just get really sick or what well, goes on in that situation so i'm i'm assuming that you know something is it's obviously with your your sugar levels right and i'm guessing it kind of like either pulls it away or takes it very because when he in the next scene because he, he has to eat a lot of sugar, sugar like yeah. he asked for you know donuts and stuff like that so i guess to bring the sugar back yeah into so blood i think system. his blood if you take it and you're not diabetic your blood sugar drops so dramatically i guess so that he we're had to, have to look of, that up yeah we're, we're gonna not, have to we're look not this diabetic up. So. Science. if anyone's diabetic or knows about this comment below because we are curious <clears throat> about the science behind this but anyway so then Ford ends up feeding him all the donuts to kind of help him get back on track, which is a little counterintuitive, being that he's his hostage and he doesn't, you know, shouldn't really care about Russ's well-being, but he's kind of looking out for him, which later we, they end up piecing together a bit. Like, you know, he he wasn't intentionally trying to hurt me or trying to hurt anybody. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, so he's got a different motive for getting out here because he made sure that I not only got the insulin in case I really was diabetic... But then when I he figured out that I wasn't, ended up doing the right things for me, me food, to, yeah. to get better. They had conversation, too. They, yeah, they, they, they like, talked. They, yeah, they bonded a little bit. And, you know, I think also when... Um, so he's being kidnapped at... I don't know what the word is I'm trying to figure out. He's being... Held captive. Held captive. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much. He's being held captive at... Um, this woman, Veronica's house, who is a little loopy old woman. You know, she comes down the first time and doesn't do anything. She's like, oh, are you one of, one of Mitchell's one friends? One of Mitchell's friends. He's like, and yeah. He's like, oh, he'll be right back. Like, yeah, not exactly. <laughs> help me, lady. And then she just leaves the dog food. And, um, you know, her life alert goes directly to Mitch and stuff. So all these things that Russ is trying to do, which you're like, oh, smart. Yeah, get yeah. the old lady's life alert <clears throat> to no avail. So we see that um, they, you know, we've got the whole insulin thing and the Veronica is not the great aunt, like all this stuff, all this back and forth. And um, Milt ends up going on the news to make a statement saying that he's he is willing to exchange himself for Russ mm-hmm. and talking directly to Mitch and... Um, you know, Russ is watching, and of course, in true Russ fashion, with the whole like bickering and distrust for Milt, is yeah. like, oh, he's just doing this for himself or just to look like a good guy. Like, he doesn't mean it. And they have this, he and Mitch have this whole kind of debate the, about. Kind of an argument almost. Yeah, like, whether you know? or not he actually cares and if that was genuine. And that to me seemed a little forced. Like, they were trying to kind of force that moment to happen i think they just wanted us to understand and yeah there was no way to blatantly make us understand you know what was going on other than having this kind of conversation but we've already talked about this because i've you know i was talking about this last week i felt like that was going to be the case with this episode because mm-hmm. just from the previews you know milk obviously has some type of feelings towards russ and you see that from the start of the episode of why he brings him on the case and everything like that so 
this commentary I felt like was just it did seem a little forced because we went into that other scene in the car which was the kind of emotional scene so all of it just seemed a little contrived and like we couldn't get with it right. but it was I don't see any other way of us understanding this without them like you know it it de- did seem like they were trying to like connect those dots like yeah, force for, the metaphor a little too us, hard for the viewers for, yes for the viewers but you know, they end up having this kind of heart-to-heart talk about it, like saying, you know, well, it's not, you know, Russ is saying it's a pointless gesture, and then they kind of lead into talking about and reflecting on, I guess, the actual robbery and Mitch's brother dying, and we have this whole kind of long flashback scene about what happened there. You know, they, he is saying, like, you know, the robbery went perfectly, the getaway went perfectly, and then someone ran a red light, and they get T-boned, his brother is the driver, and gets hit really bad, and the third partner ends up, you know, is cutting and running, which with, like, their blessing, essentially. He wasn't just like, peace out, he was like, I'm not leaving my brother, gonna stay here, sort of thing. And that's, again, where we see that this guy kind of has a heart, you know, even though he's mm-hmm. kidnapped Russ, broken out of jail, he has a heart in there. And even the great aunt described him that way. Mm-hmm. She was she was like, he's very sweet and all this. So we already knew, but we didn't take that into consideration. Right. We were like, you know, that's his great aunt and she knew him since he was younger, whatever. She's going to say he's of a course, nice yeah. kid. But in reality, that, that the description was supposed to give us the foreshadow of that this is who he is. He's yeah. a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, you know, they've got this moment. I did think that the stylistically, the flashback was a little melodramatic. Like I was all I know, into I, it. I'm, I'm like, sitting there watching and like, oh my gosh, this is so cheesy. <laughs> and Gary's like, <gasps> you, your brother died. <laughs> I know. But so, I mean, maybe it just wasn't my style. I just thought the like, the lighting was a little too like ethereal and the blur was a little much and there was really dramatic music playing so it just was a little funny you gotta no. just you, you, you I, got like an icebox like over there slamming on those feelings that we had going on tonight <laughs> but we did it happened a few weeks ago wasn't there a really oh no it was. Oh yeah, it was. Then, it was our. Like, it was our one episode where the little girl was talking to her uncle in the car. Yeah, you know that moment. It's kind of the same situation where it's like they're forcing this yeah, emotional. Yeah, sometimes the emotional <laughs> things I feel like are a little, a little t- trying too hard. Which is the challenge I think with this show that we've talked about yeah. several times is that when we have the drama and the serious moments, we get really involved and invested in them, and that's when we really like it. And but then. It's how do you balance the comedy with that? So sometimes it feels a little forced because maybe we're coming off a comedic moment or yeah. what. So, so sometimes be, that balance is a little. If skewed. the show was a complete drama, you know, it would have been a much smoother transition. We wouldn't have not. We wouldn't have paid so much attention to it. Right. You, know, we right. you would have been into it. We'd have both been into it. Probably pulling a couple Kleenexes out, <laughs> but oh. because we just came off a funny moment, yeah. you weren't there, and I was still into it. Yeah. So I love how they got the tip about where Russ was. So, you know, Milt does his whole, like, press conference announcement sort of thing. And they, then back at the station, Milt's like, I want to hear every single... Every single one. Every single tip that comes through. You which, know, gun, which goes back to what we were talking about, Milt. You know, really, Russ. he loves Russ. <laughs> he loves Russ. Yeah. He wants to hear everything because it could be a lead. And so Aaron's like, yeah, we got... Or no... Who was saying it? They both Not were like, Aaron. we got to... Well, Aaron started... Aaron and... Um, 
funk started with the you know the psychics coming in yeah and yeah so the hotel room right they're one person they're like sh- they're at this she says that russ is in her hotel room the marriott room 312 yeah, this is the room number <laughs> and there's a key with your name on it at the front desk she was trying to get to milk <laughs> yep exactly he's like oh okay send someone else over there and then yeah the psychic all these ridiculous things and milk's like okay we'll check that one out too and then Niblets says that a woman called in and said that they that Russ is at her house, but not to worry because he, he has his insulin. insulin. And he's like, "Wait, what? that's it?" Because like, he knew. Yeah, he's from not Goosewicks. even diabetic. Yeah, so but he, he knew from Goosewicks, which is which was really good. Yeah, like this whole thing was smart. like, I yeah. Know. And I just like the relationship that Russ and Goosewicks has. Like they had so many years of you know just working together mm-hmm. and personal relationship and the son and just. Yeah. It's just really good to see that yeah, keep coming back, you know. They re- keep coming back and they re- keep, you know, showing different ways how they're connecting and how they know each other. Yeah. So it helps, like, the whole storyline. Yeah, totally. And their family. I mean, we know yeah, that Gusewitz doesn't have a lot of family, you know. And Russ, neither. I mean, even in this episode, he tries to kind of relate to Mitch by saying he has, he, oh, I check on my grandma all the time, too, and I, I live with her and take care of her and stuff Dude, like that. Like, He's like, no. no, you don't. You've got a grandma, but you don't hang out with her. Right. And, You've been with me six hours and you haven't pleaded for your life. Right. And obviously we've seen Russ's mom and there's like, you know, clearly some drama there. Uh, we and, don't want to get on that whether she loves him or not. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, so, yeah, Russ and Gusewitz are, like, family. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally, I like seeing that dynamic a lot. Like, so Yeah, he loves her son. Like, oh, yeah. Would they have to bring him back? I know. We won't be. But we, 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 well, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so, they end up getting this tip. They go and find Russ. And Milt is the one who gets down there first. And then Milt and Russ... Hug, which was which I think I predicted that exactly. Yeah, you did. I wasn't. I don't think I was. Hug. I don't think I was completely on board with that one, but but it happened. It happened. I'm like I'm predicting a hug. (laughs) (laughs) You ran over and laid his head on his chest. It was like a nestle (laughs) because his head, his hands are still, you know, handcuffed. I know. It was so sweet. Yeah, Yeah, they. I loved it. I loved that moment. I'm like, finally, they love each other, or like Russ loves Mill back. You know. And so I really liked that, that <laughs> moment. But then I was a little disappointed at the end when Russ turns Milt down for going to have a beer. And goes home and has a beer anyway. Right. You could have got a free beer. Like, yeah. FBI dollars. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so they end up... And, and we lead in after that because, you know, they find Russ, but then <clears throat> Mitch is nowhere to be found. So mm-hmm. now they're still trying to figure out where Mitch went and what his whole reason for getting out of jail was in any way because they still haven't figured that out nobody knows this and russ is kind of defending him and saying that he's like a good person and he wasn't trying to hurt me all this stuff which is he's just saying i want to say he was necessarily defending him or trying to say i just think he said he this is not about a crime right obviously can't be about a crime because if if it were he would already kill me he would have never helped me and and do this and this and this so let's think Outside the box. Which is kind of like the ideal trait of Russ. He always kind of like oh, yeah. has you think differently. Definitely. You know? Which is where the whole title of this week's episode comes from. Stockholm Syndrome. Where, you know, if you get kidnapped or abused or something, you develop, you know, positive feelings for your mm-hmm. abductor in some way. Or relatable feelings. Yeah. <laughs> empathy. Like, fondness. Any positive type feelings generally which you know you probably shouldn't if they kidnapped you <laughs> <laughs> which is 
it, we see that happen a lot in, in the real world, though. And, oh, yeah. I'm glad they got back to doing good good titles for the shows, because last week was kind of off. We didn't get it, yeah. really. But neither here nor there. Stockholm was a good one. Stockholm, <laughs> definitely a good one. And it made sense, you know, because it wasn't like, obviously, Russ wasn't off base with thinking he, while this man is very much a criminal, you know, <clears throat> Thinking that he also has some heart and, you know, good kind of upstanding yeah. qualities at the same time. So, so Russ wasn't off. So it was a good, a good title because it gave us a little clue, but it didn't kind of give it all away. Well, that was that they did a good job with this one because that was what he said about, you know, Mitch said that about Russ. He said, you know, in the whole time, like six hours, you've been spending more time trying to figure me out mm-hmm. instead of, you know, pleading for your life or think caring about other people. So Russ does that. He, he like really dives into people's personalities and asks these questions and kind of pulls from you. So that's kind of cool about him. You know, he yeah. gets to know you and, and that helps him be a better detective. Mm-hmm. I did feel kind of sad for Russ, though, when he, when Mitch was talking to him and like, so you, like most of the time people are begging for a phone call to call their loved ones or, you know, all this stuff. And Russ is just like, has nobody he wants to reach out to. Obviously, Holly, he wants to reach out to right. Holly. But... Yeah, I, f- I felt kind of, like, bad just for him. Mean. He's like, I have more people in prison who care about me than you have outside of prison. He just came for him, like, just... I know, I was like, ooh, burn. for the juggler, like... You're probably right, though. Oh, man. He, Russ, you got people that care about you. I know. Not me, but... No, I, I care about you, Russ. Um, so... They end up getting notified that the niece and ex-wife have been abducted somehow. So they're like, oh, Milt's like, oh, my gosh, you were wrong. And and Russ is like, let's just get there. (laughs) Right. And they get there and realize that, oh, no, the women escaped. Which, come on, buddy. Like, that one little cop who's there watching them, you you had one job. (laughs) How do you you let two people? I can get maybe, like... I mean, two people, two versus one, maybe it's easier to escape, but, like, two people escaped, and he didn't really even, like, notice. They say you had one job Like, to you do. couldn't even follow them, because <laughs> yeah. they had already been gone. Exactly. So, anyway, he should get fired. Fired? <laughs> he sucks completely. <laughs> but... It, it, in his defense, he was doing a swoop around. He was yes, he was he around. was checking the perimeter. Yeah, so they just waited till he was uh, on the other side, side, of the side of the house. Clearly, which again, you know, goes back to Russ's theories. You know, he was pretty on point with this one. Yeah, so we learned that he was going to his niece's wedding, and she couldn't get married later when he actually was released because her fiance's in the military, and he's going to get deployed soon. So he escaped for the sole purpose of being there for his niece on her wedding day, you know, to walk her down the aisle, which was a promise he made to his brother when he was dying. Which, again, I... I, Maybe I'm just, like, not in a very feelings-y place today, because I'm like, are you serious? Just wait, and then don't go back to prison. Be done with prison. And you're like, (laughs) oh! (laughs) That was his brother's dying wish. I know, I know. He was like, I'm going to be in jail, though. He was like, but you're going to be alive. Yeah. No, I don't know. I was like, oh, buddy, you should have waited a few days. Five days. Well, I mean... I blame the niece. I blame the niece. Yeah, I was about to say, I blame the niece. Like, she couldn't have waited. Yeah, plan that wedding a little bit better. Exactly. Like, you can't wait till he gets back. Right, because how long... Now, how long is he going to be back in prison? If you're getting out in five days and you escape, take a cop hostage, like, all these 
crimes have been committed since then. Like, now how many, how long does he go back to prison for? Exactly. That sucks. Probably not five more days. I mean, he probably goes for a little while. And the niece visit, visits him all the time. So she has a very good bond with him. You would have thought that if she knew when he was getting out, she would have planned her wedding around it. So this whole thing like, is her fault. How long is her fiancé going to be deployed for? Like, right, not a hundred years. Exactly. And if he dies, then you're going to be a widow. So you shouldn't have got it. You should just wait it. See, here's here's the solution, niece. Right. You just ruined <laughs> you his life. Gotten, you know, made it official on paper or whatever so that you can have the benefits of being a married couple in the military because I that is a thing that you, you right. know, you want to make sure you're married so you can stay together, all that stuff. But you know, he's he's gonna come home like maybe after a year or in six five months or days. something. And by the day of the wedding it was four days. Yeah, so she should have just, you know, maybe postponed the wedding six months or something. Or wait actually, next year. if you think about like it, like the, the actual celebration. And if you ceremony. think about it, her wedding was actually three days before he got out. Yeah. Because the next day was, you know, the, the following day was would be four, cause, and then they had another day. Right. Was you know so three days? Why it would just you have your wedding? Seems like it could have been planned a little better. <laughs> Even niece, if he was getting deployed, like at some point he gets leave. She's a pretty terrible niece. <laughs> like she's, really, Annie, you are a terrible niece. Like, Annie is. She's the whole downfall of the whole episode. <laughs> like <laughs> the weakest link. There right, was like you could have did so much better. Yeah. Well. Anyway, so we've got this whole. It was a very touching moment and very funny how. Russ is handcuffed to him just in case. He and Milt's all like, <laughs> "Yeah, Milt's tearing up, softy." And then we've got you know the wedding happens. They take him back. He goes back to jail. Whatever. He feels very happy and proud that he did that for his brother. His dying wish. All this stuff. And then we have a little moment back at the station between Holly and Russ. And this was another thing that we weren't sure of because Holly last week left to go on the cruise with her new boyfriend. And we're Brady, like, okay, the coffee so- guy. Yeah, so we're like, so is Holly going to be gone the whole time and then get back and not know that Russ was gone? Mm-hmm. Or is she going to be there the whole time and freaking out and we'll really see that emotional right. strain from her and we see that she was gone the whole time. She gets back and she's like, so did I miss anything? And Russ is like, no, not really. Nope. Not a big deal. And then as he passes her by the coffee, like... I like, was like, like rewind. A, like Did you see that? <laughs> against her back, sort of he thing. Smelled her Smell hair. The hair. Like it was a very <laughs> intimate pass. Yeah, by I was somebody. like, uh, "Did you see that?" <laughs> I know. I was like, "I saw the tail end of it." Let's rewatch that. He. It was for sure. Yeah, he was putting it on. Yeah, he definitely slyly. was in the moment. Oh yeah, he liked that. And <laughs> then. Milt comes in, asks him if he wants to go get a beer, and Russ is kind of, like, in the zone, doesn't hear him completely, because he's like, oh, I love Holly. You know, that's what he's thinking. Like, I'm still smelling yeah, the whiff like, of hair. the shampoo. <laughs> like, you know, what do I, how do I make my move? And he says no. Like, that was, like, the saddest moment to me of the whole episode, because I'm like, they just hugged, which I've been waiting for. I'm so excited for the big hug that just happened, and now they're going to be best friends. Not well, best friends, but they're going to get along now. Yeah, and I thought like, it was going to be a breakthrough, because after Mitch kind of, like, completely dogged him out about everything, you would have thought that he was going to take the advice, Yeah, that you know? he's going to, like, go out on a limb and, you know, go outside of his comfort zone a little bit. And that... <laughs> No, that was just too Come much on, for Russ. Too much for Russ. Yeah, and then we see him at home enjoying a beer by himself. Or not really enjoying a beer, drinking a beer and like thinking. a lonely yeah. dummy. 
And I think that <laughs> I wanted to go back. I think it was good to not have Holly there because it mm-hmm. would have overshadowed Milt. Yes. And his emotions, you know, yes. towards Russ. Because we would have we all been on Holly. Everyone, all oh, the yeah. viewers would have cared more about Holly and how she was reacting to it mm-hmm. than Milt. So it's good not to have Very her. good point. Yeah, it was, this was all about Milt and Russ's relationship, dynamic, yeah. you know. And exactly, if Holly had been there, we would have been focused on her. Which brings us to next week's episode. So why don't we make some predictions about next week? Do you have any predictions? Woo! And now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> the prediction hands. All right. So we see in the teaser, we see a lot in the teaser that I wasn't completely ready for. So right. we see Russ not only say that he likes Holly, like those exact words, but we see a makeout session. A little, it was them. steamy. It yeah, was like hot. a passionate makeout session. Yeah. Which I believe takes place at the police station. Yes, and like in the evidence room or something. Yeah. And then we see Milt saying something about like... Did you have a 237 with her? Yeah, did you have a 237 with Holly? He's like, what's that? Officer down. (laughs) You know, which all of that seemed so like we were in a parallel universe. It did. So this is probably, like you said, it it probably is not real. Yeah. And we noticed that the makeout scene... The, like, quick blip of that that we got did seem to have kind of that different lighting that happens in yeah. flashbacks. So maybe it's like a, a daydream somebody has. So I'm hoping it... Who, who do you think daydreamed it? I think... I think Russ. Do you think because, Russ daydreamed it? Yes. I think so. I don't know. Somebody on YouTube, one of our... Um, commenters on YouTube said that Holly just needs to man up and make a move, which I completely... Holly? Like. I, Holly I, needs to. Be, I didn't see this comment, and so I'm gonna have to go look this one. <laughs> Holly needs to man up and make a move, or Russ hey, needs to man up and make a move. If I were Holly, I'd probably have made a move by now. Just because I'd be so Brady damn, already. Well, that's true. No, Brady already stepped up to the plate. So why does she need to make a move? She's yeah, already been entertained. She said a girl can only wait so long. She's not supposed to be the one courting. She's supposed to be pursued. Oh, you're so you're such a gentleman. <laughs> that's what I agree with that, but sometimes you know, if you if you want someone, you know, you just. But she, Make it known. I don't think she got the confirmation that no, it was a, she it was, didn't. You know, a two way street. I don't until think the she hospital. did. Right. So I think though that it's Milt or not Milt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good if it's Milt who has the daydream about Russ right. and Holly hooking like, up. No, I think it's Russ who has that daydream, and then I because I think it's gonna kind of rock him next week with like he's gonna be like, oh my gosh, I like Holly. I've had all these like. I did some soul searching while I had my beer at home by myself, and I love Holly, and he's going to be overwhelmed by that, I think, next week, and be having some, like, daydream fantasies or something. I do, I wonder, though, if the Milt moment, his comment, I think that happens in real life. Oh, yeah, I think that's real. Yeah. So, we don't know what a 237 is, we'll learn it, because... I know, it seems dirty. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Yeah, but I... So, what do you think? Do you think they make out in real life no because it seems like next week's episode is all about the Holly Russ situation I don't think they make out in real life I think that'd be too easy I think yeah. that'd be too too soon for us for viewers I agree. I agree I think a date is going to be asked um I'm not sure if I think that either I think that <gasps> I just think that we're getting closer 
yeah. something something's going to trigger some more information to come out something you know somewhere where they can interact a little bit more but i don't think we're going to get the whole thing yet i think it'll be too soon i think he's going to ask her out i'm going to go with it i'm going to be bold if, if he asked her out but he wouldn't even get a beer with milk like i just don't see it russ is going to forever be a loner yeah i don't know anyway so we've got a little news to cover before we wrap up because we're almost we're almost out of time but we no! have sad, bad news to share with everybody <laughs> Battle Creek has been canceled. They're not going to renew it. So we have this one season, which we have really enjoyed, but we've only got the 13 episodes. And so that means we've just got a, three more after this. This was number 10. So we've got we've got three more and then we're done. We're done with this. There won't be season two. There just won't so be another afterbuzz show of this. But uh, we will be here throughout the rest of the season one. Yes. So be sure you guys keep sticking with us on this because we love it and we want to see... We want to see what happens with the rest of the season. Yeah, relationships. This is all, show's all about relationships. So yeah, we're going to so... see like a lot of different things. Three oh, more. boy. Three more. Oh, boy. I know. I was so sad. I saw that over Twitter and I was like, what? <laughs> Come on. I'm like, but Holly and Russ, they have to get together. I date. know. I know. So, so sad. So sad news, but that's that's the truth Josh, of it. So. Josh, you're going to have to find another job. <laughs> right? Yeah. You got all a baby. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, and actually, before we we end, I do, I have a quick question. If you, which I was thinking of when we were talking about this, so with Russ and Goose's like you know strategy for like you know if they ever get captured, <laughs> what would you do in that situation? If I ever got kidnapped, boy, would like I what do? would you do? You have any like tactics? Like how would you do that? You know, I never have thought about you that. Never? Like who whoever thinks I like, have. like 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 milk. <laughs> what would you do? I don't have an actual answer, but I think about that. More than I probably should. And it's probably because I watch so many shows like this, like Law and Order and Criminal Minds and things like that. Like, I love crime shows. So I'm always like, okay, if I were in that situation, I would grab that thing over there and I'd, you know, do this and that. I would totally try to escape. Like, I wouldn't worry about, you know, getting you to track me down. I always try and think of what my code word would be if someone's like, okay, they've got a gun to your head sort of thing, and they're making you talk to your loved ones over the phone and be like, no, I'm fine, I swear, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what what that phrase would be that would be so undetected by the bad guy, but clearly means you're in trouble. Like, no, I'm just a little hungry right now. <laughs> Which you could say very easily in normal conversation when it's not an emergency, but, you know, you have to have some sort of phrase like that just in case. You're okay, like, so safe word. You and your fiancé come up with <laughs> safe words, okay? <laughs> while, while I try to escape. What it means if you get kidnapped. Okay, good. We'll, we will think of this, and next week we'll come next up week, with some good me. stuff. If you guys have any, like, of your what-if-you-get-kidnapped tactics to get out of it, let us know, because... You now, never know. I think a, a million a people are going to have. There. I think a million people are now going to have type one diabetes. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was smart. That was really smart, or like asthma or something. You know, <laughs> right. I feel like it's always those sh- movies and stuff where little kids have asthma. It's like they're going to die because they don't have their inhaler, and you kidnap them, you dummy. <laughs> so anyway, we're getting a little off track, but because right. I think we're just sad and emotional that the show's canceled. This is our first show after learning that it is being canceled. So anyhow. That about does it, I think, for it tonight. Does. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys out there so much for Three tuning in. Three more episodes to go. As always, be sure you guys are subscribed to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash afterbuzz TV. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, and the Afterbuzz TV app as well. And tweet us during the week. 
Find us on all our social media. Comment on the YouTube videos. We want to know what you guys think of the ap- the episodes and everything, and we want to talk to you about them. I'm Lauren Salon. You can find me all over the internet, every single social media platform, basically, at Lauren Salon. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-S-A-L-A-U-N. And Gary, where can everyone find you again? Of course. I am Gary Thomas on Instagram and Twitter, and I am GaryThomas.com. Cool. Thanks, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 